大家好 ，Hi everyone, you're listening to Bite-sized Taiwanese, a brand new podcast giving you a taste of real everyday Taiwanese. This is Alan, and this is Phil. Welcome back. This is episode twenty of the elementary level. Final episode of the first season! Yay! Yeah, we're finally here. So, what should we talk about for our last episode? Well, we got some suggestions from several listeners, so we're going to incorporate a few ideas together. Something you might get at a night market, yachia. Something you might get at a traditional market, taichia. And something you can cook for yourself. Oh, yeah. So today we're going to make a popular snack that you can find at a yachia, <laughs> using ingredients you can get at a taichia, <laughs> and follow a simple recipe, shippo, that you can easily do at home. So what are we gonna make? Drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make. Tangapia, <laughs> scallion pancakes. Awesome! I love tangapia. It's one of my favorite foods. We used to make them as kids, so they're definitely easy to make. And we used to always watch the film version of The Sound of Music while making them. What? <laughs> what? The Sound of Music? Why? Yeah, I'm not Why? quite sure. But my mom was a big fan of Julie Andrews. Still, I'm not quite sure what's the connection with Tangapia. <laughs> anyway, for this episode, I guess we're sort of going to do a cooking show, but without the visuals. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a bit more challenging. It's sort of like when you get a recipe or a cookbook without pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well, tangapia seems pretty straightforward enough, and if you don't know what these look like, go look at a picture first before attempting our recipe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get started. <laughs> so let's start by listing out our ingredients. Zailiao, hua. To make scallion pancakes, we need zi tangapia dan de ai, one caddy of flour. Chicken mi hun, chicken mi hun. So a Taiwanese caddy, gin, is a traditional and common unit of weight when buying produce or other goods, especially at a traditional market. Tai chia. For our listeners using the metric system, one Taiwanese caddy equals six hundred grams. Chicken dashi dakpa gong ke. Chicken dashi dakpa gong ke. By the way, the metric unit of mass, a kilogram, is called gongkin or kilo. Gong here just means jointly or commonly used, and is used to indicate that it's part of the metric system of measurements. Anyway, for those that are used to measuring dry goods by volume, one Taiwanese caddy of flour would be about four and three fourths cups. Chicken, that is four and three fourths cups. Chicken. And for your reference, if we're comparing weight instead of volume, then on the imperial system, one Taiwanese caddy is about one and a third pounds. Chicken, that's one pound plus three fourths. Chicken, that's one pound plus three fourths. And in terms of measurement in Taiwanese recipes, you'll sometimes see a mix of metric units, grams and cc's or milliliters, and imperial units like cups and tablespoons. All right, next, swalalai, one bunch of scallions. Jipe changa, jipe changa. Next, two hundred and forty cc of hot water. 
两百四十 CC 的烧水，两百四十 CC 的烧水。So in Taiwan and Japan, it's common in recipes to see liquid measurements in cc's, cubic centimeters, as opposed to milliliters. I think cubic centimeters are generally used for measuring volume of solids. But maybe it's just easier to say cc than milliliters. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, besides cc, a lot of Taiwanese will also say more or milli for <laughs> milliliter. But milli can also be used for millimeter. <laughs> You're right. I guess you just have to know the context. And I have heard more before too, and wondered what they were talking about because it reminded me of chemistry class where you have a, a mole of something. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, 240 cc or 240 milliliters is equal to one cup in imperial units. 一杯烧水，一杯烧水 What about those measuring cups that come with rice cookers? Oh, those types of containers are usually called cock, but it's not a standardized unit. The most common measuring cup for rice, or so-called Bicock in Taiwan and Japan is about 180 milliliters. Oh, on the other hand, bui can be an ordinary cup or used for the Western standardized unit cup. Yeah, I've used those rice cooker cups, thinking they were equal to a standard cup size in other recipes, and then noticed that、oh. something was off. <laughs> Now、oh. I know. <laughs> okay, next, 120 cc of cold water. 一百二十 cc 的冷水，一百二十 cc 的冷水 ，or in imperial units, half a cup of cold water. 半杯冷水，半杯冷水。Next, cooking oil as appropriate. 油两鸡肉啊，油两鸡肉啊。So. 两鸡肉啊 means approximate, but in this context, it can also mean as appropriate or according to taste. For an old school or traditional taste, gozabi, you can use lard or du. Otherwise, any other type of oil is fine. <laughs> okay, finally, salt according to taste. Yam, 两鸡肉啊yam, 两鸡肉啊 Okay, now that we have all of our ingredients, we can start to make the dough. Mite. So, step one: first, put the flour into a bowl. 先夹米粉，放点碗内。先夹米粉，放点碗内。And pour in the hot water. 搁个烧水倒入去。搁个烧水倒入去。Step two. Next, use chopsticks to stir in the water until you have an even mixture. Good eye, 用滴搅搅和搅匀 Good eye, 用滴搅搅和搅匀搅 is like mixing in or stirring in an ingredient. Often, when there is both liquids and solids, and also using an up and down motion. Step three, then gradually add the cold water. Good eye. 豆豆啊，甲冷水加入去。过来，豆豆啊，甲冷水加入去。Stir in the water until absorbed. 浇甲水
完全去和米粉说起，交个嘴完全去和米粉说起，说起 here means to be absorbed. So supposedly by first using the hot water and then adding cold water, it makes the texture more soft. For tangapian, you want a crispy outside and soft inside, but not too chewy. If you only used cold water, it would be more qq. <laughs> you would find it in a dumpling skin. Step four. Next, knead the dough into a ball, about four to five minutes. Swadai gap mi che nua zhe chi wan, sabdo ai xi gao hun. Swadai gap mi che nua zhe chi wan, sabdo ai xi gao hun. Nua means to knead. To rub, like to rub a stain out of clothes. Noasa. Step five. Finally, cover and let rest for half an hour to an hour. Boya ga kam kirai, ho kong ba diam jing gao ji diam jing. Boya ga kam kirai, ho kong ba diam jing gao ji diam jing. All right. So while we let the dough rest, we can chop up the scallions. Ga changa. 切做长阿珠，甲长阿切做长阿珠。哦，长阿珠 literally means scallion pearls， <laughs> but it describes the size and shape of the chopped up pieces. <laughs> All right, now let's jump forward in time one hour, and voila, our <laughs> dough is ready. <laughs> Yay! I'm getting hungry. Oh, got my dog just yawed. All right, now let's make the pancakes. Okay, step one: roll the dough ball into a long strip, cut into eight pieces. Got hit one, me take. Sew up a piece, cut into eight pieces. Got hit one, me take. Sew up a piece, cut into eight pieces. Sew describes using the palms of your hands to roll the dough. And remember, we also used so when we talked about making rice dumplings. So yeah, step two: roll out each piece until flat. Takte donka gyeong hope. Takte donka gyeong hope. Gyeong means raw flat with a rolling pin, but it also means grind like with a mortar and pestle. Step three. Spread oil onto each piece. Takte donka seyu. Takte donka seyu. The same word se, meaning to roll the dough with the palms of your hands, can also mean to rub on or to smear on. Next step four: sprinkle on some salt. Sua chitema yam. Sua chitema yam. Sua. Means to sprinkle seasonings like salt, soyam, or pepper. Soa hojiu. Step five: sprinkle on some scallions. Ya chikua changazu. Ya chikua changazu. So because scallions aren't seasonings, we use ya, which is a more general way to say sprinkle something. Step six: roll up each piece into a strip. 高起来，变做一条；高高起来，变做一条。高
means to roll up or wrap something with a feeling, like the fresh spring rolls, dunbian, that you can find at a yachia night market. Gao can also be the noun, so spring rolls you can sometimes hear called as dunbian gao. Step seven, then roll the strip up onto itself into a coil. Roll it out flat. Go ga geng kirai. Ga geng hope. Go ga geng kirai. Ga geng hope. Geng means to roll something up onto itself, like a yoga mat or poster. You can also use it to mean roll up something with a filling, like the night market snack, ge geng, which literally means chicken roll. But there's actually no chicken in it, <laughs> <laughs> right? Originally, leftovers from banquets were chopped up, rolled up into a bean curd skin, and then deep fried, creating a new dish. It was called ge geng. But this ge means to add or addition, so it has the lucky meaning of having a surplus. Usually, the meat inside is pork or fish paste. So how did it get mistaken for chicken? <laughs> well, when the outside bean curd skin gets deep fried, it looks wrinkly like skin. <laughs> so supposedly, some people thought it looked like a chicken neck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it! Yay! <laughs> Finally! <laughs> Now, actually, just fry in oil until both sides are golden brown. So for today's grammar focus, we're going to look at the word "ho," which popped up quite a lot in our cooking directions. In several sentences, we use it to mean to allow or to permit. For example, today we had the sentence. Cover and let rest for half an hour to an hour. Come, kidai. Ho kung bua diam jing gao ji diam jing. Come, kidai. Ho kung bua diam jing gao ji diam jing. Kung in this sentence means to reserve or to set aside. So, ho kung means to let sit there or to let rest. With ho, it's also possible to hear ho yi. E is the third person pronoun he, she, or it that refers to whatever is being allowed, or in this case, it's the dough. So you could also hear hoi kung to let it sit there or to let it rest. But with the third person e, it's such a soft sound; it's commonly merged with ho or omitted altogether. So you often just hear ho by itself. Anyway. Today we also heard ho used in a way that is an extension of this meaning. You can put it after a verb to show that an action should be done to allow or to let a specific result happen. In other words, it can also mean to do an action to the point of or until some result. For example, today we had the sentence: "Roll out each piece until flat." Takte donga gyeong hopeng. If we break down this sentence, the action to roll out "ging" is immediately followed by "ho," which then tells us to do this action until whatever follows. In this case, we have "bang" or "flat." So each piece of dough is rolled out 
until or to the point of being flat. If you want more on this grammar point, be sure to check out more details in our downloadable workbook. We'll put the link in the show notes. All right, let's try practicing what we just learned. Today, let's make scallion pancakes. Okay, can you go to the traditional market and buy me a few bunches of scallions? Okay, I'll go now. And also buy two caddies of flour. Huh. All right. Do you remember how to make scallion pancakes? First, put flour in a bowl. Pour in hot water. Next, Use chopsticks to mix it in until you have an even mixture. Then, gradually add cold water. Stir in water until absorbed. Next, knead the dough into a ball. About four to five minutes. Finally, cover and let rest for half an hour to an hour. Chop up the scallions. Roll the dough ball into a strip, cut into eight pieces. Roll out each piece until flat. Spread oil onto each piece. Sprinkle on some salt. Sprinkle on some scallions. Roll up each piece into a strip. Then roll the strip up onto itself. Roll it out flat. Fry in oil until both sides are golden brown. Is it necessary to use hot water to make the dough for scallion pancakes? Is it using cold water just the same? <laughs> they seem the same, but they're actually different. Using hot water first, then adding cold water will make it softer and better tasting. So today's one bite challenge is Saihu means master, like master craftsman. Literally, it means it's the same, but made by different masters or by craftsmen with different teachers. But the meaning is that it may look or seem the same at first glance. But if you look more closely, you'll see that they're different. It's often used when someone says 
刚快。But another person thinks it's actually not the same at all. Okay, for a complete breakdown of our one bite challenge, be sure to check out the episode webpage. All right, it's review time. Like usual, we'll say the English first and then the Taiwanese. First, natural speed, and then slowly. Practice by saying it out loud with us. All right, let's get started. Night market. Ya chia. Ya chia. Traditional market. Cai chia. Cai chia. Recipe. Shippo. Shippo. Scallion pancakes. Tangapia. Tangapia. Ingredients. Zai liao. Zai liao. A Taiwanese caddy, about six hundred grams or one and a third pounds. Gin. Gin. One caddy of flour. Chicken mi hun. Chicken mi hun. Grams. Gong kick. Gong kick. Kilogram. Gong kin. Gong kin. One bunch of scallions. Jipe changa. Jipe changa. Cubic centimeters. Xi xi. Xi xi. Two hundred forty cc's of hot water. Nang ba xi zhap xi xi e xiao zui. 两百四十 cc 的烧水 ，half a cup of cold water， 半杯冷水，半杯冷水 ，approximate as appropriate or according to taste， 两鸡肉啊，两鸡肉啊 ，cooking oil as appropriate。You don't do yoga. You don't do yoga. Old school or traditional taste. Gozabi. Gozabi. Lard. Diu. Diu. Salt according to taste. Yam dong ki yoga. Yam dong ki yoga. Dough. Mi te. Mi te. Mixing in or stirring in an ingredient. Giao. Giao. Rolling dough by using the palms of your hands. Se. Se. To season, sua, sua. To sprinkle, ya, ya. To roll up or wrap something with a filling, a wrap. Gao, 
Gao. Fresh spring rolls. Dun pia. Dun pia. Or dun pia gao. Dun pia gao. To roll up onto itself or to roll up with something inside. Gung. Gung. Chicken roll. A dish made of pork or fish paste rolled in a bean curd skin and deep fried. Okay, that's it for today and for season one of our elementary series. To review what we discussed in this episode, be sure to visit our website, bitesizedtaiwanese.com. And go to the episode page where you can find a recap of today's vocabulary, grammar points, and one bite challenge. And if you want more than what we covered in today's podcast, just check out the downloadable workbook, where you'll get great exercises, extra vocabulary, more grammar discussion, more audio, and so much more details like characters and annotated tone changes. Today's episode was inspired by messages from our listeners, Andrew and Jeffrey. Thanks for writing into us, Andrew and Jeffrey. Hope you enjoyed it. We'd also like to give a huge thank you to all of our listeners for supporting and sticking with us throughout this first season. It was our first time doing a podcast, so thanks so much for being patient while we figured things out. We started this podcast without fully knowing who'd really be interested, or if there really was any demand or interest in learning Taiwanese. So it's been so amazing to get all these messages from around the world with people of different backgrounds and unique personal stories about learning Taiwanese. So if you haven't written to us yet, please drop us a line through our website or Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter accounts. We'd love to hear from more of you. Finally, we'd like to give a tremendous thanks to our talented curriculum designer, Pinchi, who even though you don't hear him on the podcast, he's been a tremendous and critical part of this team behind the scenes and has stayed up many, many late nights with us. <laughs> <laughs> We'd also like to give a big thanks to William, Alfonso, and Joran, who have all helped out in measurable ways with the podcast, website, and workbooks. So we've really hoped you enjoyed this first season. If you want more podcasts, do check out our Pronounce It Like a Pro series if you haven't yet. There might also be vocabulary, cultural, and grammar points we talk about on our newbie series. So check those out too. The links are all on our website. We're still working out the details for a season two, but currently we're hoping that we can come back again with new podcasts this coming fall. Until then, we also have a couple things lined up. As we mentioned before, we're getting ready to release a vocab builder in print that will be targeted to both the newbie and elementary level. In addition, we're also going to try to make the season one workbooks available in print as well. Since we know some of you still prefer good old-fashioned <laughs> paper. So to keep updated on this and other news, please make sure to sign up for our mailing list at our website. Finally, producing this podcast does take a lot of time and resources. But you can help us out a lot by leaving ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, sharing on social media, or even just the old-fashioned way of just telling a friend in person. The more listeners we have, the easier it is to get resources to help produce this podcast. So let's get more and more people around the world to learn Taiwanese. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm Ellen. And I'm Phil. See you next time. Zaihui. Roll the dough ball. <laughs> he can't say this. I think it's the Bowser.
Ha, ha, ha.